Europeans into a new Europe. The podcast about inspiring projects all over Europe with Jana, Jose, Paula, Rosanna. Hi everyone and welcome back to the seventh episode of our podcast. Today I'm here with Graham Pope and with this uh, great project, actually he's directing a bit the project, which is called Bike Surf, which is about uh, renting a bike, but not in the normal way you're maybe used to it in different cities. So that's why I'm very happy to be here with Graham and he will tell us a bit more about this interesting, very interesting project. So welcome Graham and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So roughly uh, about the project, how would you describe it maybe in one or two sentences? So the project is, for, is about the sharing economy rather than a business model. And people can borrow, or bu borrow a bike from us without a deposit and without having to pay for it. Okay, that sounds great. And um, where, where are you located? Where's the project happening? So originally, this project was set up in Berlin in June mm -hmm. 2012, about 10 years ago. Um, but since then, for the last five years, it's branched out into, I think, eight other cities, okay. which are all independent of us. Okay. So um, we are still the biggest in Berlin because mm -hmm. we've just had the head start. Um, but actually, the other cities are, as I said, independent and uh, have many have a few bikes, uh, um, and you can borrow them in. As I said, in the whole network, we are nine cities, I think. Okay, and uh, for example, can you name some of those cities? Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, Paris, uh, Milan, uh, Swansea. Um, I think Darmstadt is still there. Mm -hmm. um, yes, so uh, throughout Europe, um, only in Europe at the moment. Okay, well, but uh, <laughs> that's already very big also in different countries, which is amazing. And how does it work exactly? So you said, um, well, I don't know, do you pay something for the bike? Because you said it's a shared economy. So um, what we encourage people to do is to pay what they can. Hmm. So some people mightn't be able to pay anything and some people might be able to like pay maybe two euro, three euro a day. Um, and, and if some people can pay and some people don't pay, then basically everyone gets a bike and even two euro a day or three euro a day is much cheaper um, than uh, other bike rental companies here in Berlin or in other cities. So it's it about is. maybe a third of the, a third, well, half to a third of the cost. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. And who owns the bicycle then? So what we do, our model is um, we receive bikes from the public and um, we repair them. If they're suitable, we repair them, um, get them running, uh, buy locks, buy lights, buy anything that we need. Um, usually try, we try and source uh, parts secondhand if possible mm -hmm. or to be environmental and then once we have it all set up we take a photo of the bike and then we put it at a certain location and then we put it on the system and then people can book the bikes using our fancy booking system online okay i see so actually when i want to uh, rent a bike i just need to go to the website or to the app i don't know you have an app as well or we have made the website so that mm -hmm. it's uh functional actually looks also quite pretty on that on the mobile phone we oh. don't have an app because 
we were told that that would make life very complicated indeed. So <laughs> we have we have a a, a nice uh, website which, as I said, functions very well on a tablet or on a mobile. That's even better because I know the problem on my mobile phone. I never have enough storage. So it's uh, good that also you have a website which works well on the mobile phone. Then. And then I just go on the website and search for the bicycle, whether it's available. So, yeah, the, you can go to the website. Anyone can go to the website, see if there's any bikes available for the times you want in any of the cities. If there is a bike available, then what we ask people to do is to make a profile. Mm -hmm. so that we know who we're giving it to. They have information about the bike. Um, so they make an account with some very basic details. And then um, uh, you book the bike and then you get confirmation um, within, usually within like a few hours, but it can be up to 24 hours uh, about where the bike is, the combination number of the bikes. Mm, okay. So you can collect the bikes uh, at that address with the combination numbers. Um, and then you just arrive and right away the bike. I do like to meet the people, but it's not essential. Okay. So if I'm busy, then we have a combination lock so that it's convenient for both us as the bike givers and for the bike surfers, which is what we call the, the users. Um, and then maybe would they meet when we come back? Um, and at any time, they can... Some of the bikes we do ask if at all possible to donate two euro a day and some of the bikes are zero. Um, but as I said, if people explain that they're in really hard times and whatever we or they want to do something else for the project, like uh, maybe translate it or they want to do a video log or something like this on the project, we accept that as payment as well. Ah, so we do, we do encourage people to contribute but mm -hmm. do it as you can. And if you can't, that's fine. We'll probably put you on a bike anyway. <laughs> that's very lovely because I know it from myself. I think I never rented a bike um, in the city because it was always too expensive, like money-wise. I don't know where you pay. have to pay 15 euros per day or even sometimes you have to pay per kilometer, which is a bit, yeah, well, <laughs> not that nice, I think. So it's super nice to hear actually that it works also without necessarily giving money which is a, a nice idea i think it, it, it is it's like it, we do need a little bit of money i gotta mm -hmm. we gotta be honest but like if we're receiving we estimate about a euro or euro 50 per bike per day which is very little because we're volunteers and mm -hmm. um, then we can continue running the project because we do have costs yeah like we do have some new parts we do have the website which we invested money in we do have hosting costs for the and we what we do also um which is Somewhat unique, I guess, is we post all the expense figures we have on our website. Oh, okay. So people can see every single time we uh, buy a brake cable, for example. So they, <laughs> see, so they see, oh, wow, that's how cheap they're doing it. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> And we don't have anything to hide. We're not like, uh, we're not hiding money. We're not yeah. doing anything. So we try and be as open to the to investigation by the community if they do have any doubts or if they're curious about what we're doing. One other thing, it it's not only about cheapness. We're trying not to be the Ryanair. We're actually trying mm -hmm. to make community. Um, um, and the other thing we're trying to do is there are other options to get a bike reasonably cheap uh, from a Lidl bike or from some other big firm. Um, and... What we're trying to do is we're trying to provide an alternative and we're trying to put people on bikes which like have a unique character 
Mm-hmm. So we, our bikes might be sometimes 10, 15 years old. But the thing is, they're, they're repaired with loving kindness. They work really well. They're kind of basic, but they all have a backstory. They're all, there's a reason that they're in the project. They have a personality. They have a story. So and my connection with bikes is, okay, a bike can get you from A to B, or a bike can be a story. And for me, bike being a story is so much better. So you hear about, you, you read the story about the bike. It connects to you somehow. It's the right size. And then you go with the bike and it's like, and then we have people coming a year later going, why is Black Beauty not here anymore? (laughs) (laughs) So then it means like, oh, wow, people really connected to the bike. And so you can, um, it's more than just a tool. um, And we're also uh, feeds into our environmental principles of actually using these older bikes instead of what some reports have said that some of these legal bikes, some of these cheaper bikes, they get trashed quite easily and you just buy new ones from China every year. Yeah. And that's really, that's so contrary to, to the principle of bike surf. It is. That's uh, really nice. Also, I think given the fact that, you know, you're not want to make profit out of it, of course you need money, but I think just the fact that uh, your bikes have name, which is amazing. I think uh, this already makes it very, I don't know, uh, nice to go to the organization, maybe participate, maybe volunteer, but also then rent a bike, which is nice. Well, it's the 10th uh, year you're doing this. So happy anniversary, I would say. But do you remember um, how it was? How did you feel when it all started? So maybe how did the idea come up in the first place? So I moved to Berlin in 2011, in summer Mm -hmm. 2011. And um, I'm from Dublin, Ireland. um, And it was a strange feeling not having a bicycle in such a big city. Because I'm used to having a bike, and that's as my primary mode of transport in Dublin. Um, Mm -hmm. And then in Berlin, where the infrastructure is even better, I felt like for the first few days I was here, I didn't have a bike. I felt like limited, extremely limited. And I also have a bicycle mechanic experience from Ireland. Um, And I said, all I need is some tools. I can repair any bike. Um, and so I, I still had this feeling that um, I was so limited and, and I wanted to explore, but I couldn't. So within, anyway, I resolved this within about four days, I got a bike. Um, but it, it stayed with me, this feeling that, hey, th- there's all these bikes around Berlin and maybe people aren't using them all the time. Wouldn't it be ge- great to have a central pool where somebody can use a bike for situations like mine for a week when my bike was stolen or I'm new here or something like that? Uh, uh, and that stayed with me. And then one year later, uh, I met a friend and it was called Pau. And he said, well, if you could do the bike mechanic side of things and the organization side of things, maybe we can make a rudimentary in, uh, booking system using Google calendars and Google forms and stuff like this. And I said, okay, let's try it out with two bikes. Mm-hmm. And from there, it was like, Woo, uh, we thought maybe... <laughs> Because we don't ask for a deposit, we just kind of do it based 100% on trusting the person. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought, oh, okay, this experiment mightn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> it might last a couple of months if we're lucky, but, you know, it, at least we're going to try. Uh, do something like uh, giving back to the community. And actually, the opposite happened. People started tr- giving us bikes. People started to go, can we help with social media? 
Can we be part of your team? It sounds so good. And a lot of the people who became part of the team used, had used the bike, loved the idea, and then said, we want to help. So we knew we were doing something right, but I also realized, oh, no, this is going to eat up a, a lot of years and not just a month or two. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, sometimes, uh, yeah, it works well against your expectations, which is then even better. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, like <laughs> it, it, this, it, as I said, it kind of um, seems like a good idea uh, will will continue and will be sustainable. You might have to push it sometimes, but a good idea is a good idea, and um, people respond very favorably. That's so cool. And do you also remember um, what are kind of the difficulties within the project? I mean, now within those uh, 10 years, we heard uh, how it was at the beginning, but uh, of course, there are always some obstacles to overcome. And could you give us some examples uh, for them? Uh, I would say the primary difficulty is um, trying to keep an engaged and enthusiastic team. Mm -hmm. um, because... First of all, if you don't do it as part of a team or with a few people, then it can be a lonely experience and you can feel mm. uh, less motivated. Um, so uh, especially during maybe COVID times, this was hard to uh, keep going. Um, I think this, this, is, this, was, uh, this is quite difficult because I'm also trying to encourage people, like nobody, everybody is doing this for free. So it's a volunteer mm -hmm. team and there's a thousand other things that are, that are more fun and not more fun and exciting, but are a thousand different things to do in Berlin. And so you have to keep it alive. You have to keep the idea really interesting for people. You have to, for the, for the teammates, you have to uh, give them a sense of empowerment without overstressing them. Mm -hmm. Very difficult, very, yeah. very difficult. <laughs> and I'm part of some other bicycle projects and some other projects here in Berlin. And that's always something that's a struggle. Um, a more basic thing. Um, actually, in that regard, I'm getting maybe a little bit better. Um, and other, other things were financial, financial because again, mm -hmm. like other uh, sharing economies that I've worked with in Berlin, um, it's the people who do it are so nice and kind-hearted and they'll donate all their hours and maybe even they'll donate a lot of euros from their, from their pockets. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will try and keep these things alive and somehow don't find a balance of uh, fundraising like in order to keep their dream alive. Or the, for us, it was really difficult because we wanted to put everyone on a bike regardless. Mm -hmm. So we, at the very start, we said, like hey pay what you want and that's what we still do but we're a little bit more firm with it i guess these days because when we said pay what you want uh what happened was maybe 20 to 25 percent of people paid anything so mm. um and so we had to get the language right we had to be firm that hey we do want this project to be alive and we're happy to donate our hours but we're not happy to donate everything like our cash as well and every mm -hmm. everything because then it feels like we're being exploited. Yeah. Um, so we had to, that was really difficult to ask for money from the, use, from the people who were using the bikes. It was mm -hmm. really difficult. Um, um, uh, and now we're getting a little bit better with it because we realize, hey, we're still, people are still getting a great deal here. And if we okay. want to see the, see the project live, we have to be a little bit more, we could get fundraising from other sources but we think it should come directly from the users because that's a way of contributing mm 
Mm-hmm. So, so this was really difficult for me because uh, personally, because I thought, oh, it's great to not have money in the system at all. But now I realize that money is like a bit of oil and it need, it like, it's like oil, it needs to be on the chain. A little bit is good, too much is bad. And none does, makes, this, makes the machine stop. <laughs> um, so uh, that's the other thing. And then the other, the other thing people always say is, oh, don't your bikes go missing? And that has been a bit of a problem. Um, <laughs> so what we do is we give the bikes to, the, to our bike surfers. And we say, hey, please bring it back and lock it safely. People's definition of how to lock bikes safely is wide ranging. <laughs> so... So actually, we've had about four and a half thousand people, maybe four thousand. Let's be a bit more conservative. Use the bikes in Berlin, mm-hmm. and only only two people we suspect very strongly as having actually s- stolen the bike themselves. So okay. A tiny percentage, but people have locked them inappropriately in the pro- inappropriate places in Berlin, and Berlin is getting a reputation, well deserved, for bikes being stolen here, yeah. bike theft. Um, so what happened is uh, people have locked it uh, somewhere and returned to it maybe three days later and they've gone, oh, mamma mia, the bikes aren't here. So, and we all, all, always take them on their word and we make police reports and things like that. But it's, it's, it's such a shame that mm. basically this happens. Um, and sometimes, it, 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 sometimes it's not due to the fault of the bike surfer. It's just like bad luck, the wrong place, wrong time. Um, and this is really, really annoying because we've lost them really, because as I said, our, bike, our bikes are personal. I've invested sometimes tens to maybe a hundred hours into these bikes, into some parts <laughs> of these bikes. Yeah. Just keeping, and some of them have been with us for many years. Yeah. And so it's a real shame to see when we have to put it into the RIP category. Um, <laughs> because it's another problem that we have. Um, um, that that when we even when we're investing our hearts and souls into it, that some bikes are going missing, and they bring the the stories go away as well. Um, yeah, so that's 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 hard. So I think maybe in the last ten years, we've lost, I want to say, nearly forty bikes. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so, if not more. Um, and so yeah, this is this is hard to deal with, and it's like a kick in the face every time it happens. Okay, I see. Yeah, so dear listeners, if you're listening to this podcast and think about using a bike from Bike Surf, please lock it <laughs> in a proper way. <laughs> and we, we now have two, on most of our bikes, we now have two really heavy duty combination locks. Okay. So it, this problem is going away. And this is also something, it, it's, it's going away, but we have to be a little, we have to keep on, uh, when we see a problem, we have to react to it and we have to uh, find a solution. So this yeah. is this is also really interesting voyage for me because uh, uh, to get to ask other people's opinions and then okay is too lo- we have to buy more locks so and it's going to be annoying for the users and stuff like that but it's going to keep our bikes safe so this yeah. is just an example of that mm-hmm. I see and now we talked a bit about the difficulties but mm. what were the highlights in the project or maybe are there highlights uh, yet to come. I think getting recognition from media is actually mm-hmm. something. I, it's not that I want to um, be the face of bike surf or anything like that, but I want the idea to spread to other cities. And I know our, our, we don't have 
enough funds or maybe promotional material in order to like I don't know become a social media presence. So we do ask other like other media to promote us as as a space in Berlin, but also maybe encourage other people to start their own bike uh, bike surf in their own uh, city, because that's the biggest compliment we can get is not people using our bikes here in Berlin and saying we're cool, although that helps, but actually um, starting a project, putting their own time and resources into a project elsewhere. And for that, we need um, media, traditional mm -hmm. media, new media, whatever. And um, we need them to promote this idea so that it can kind of become viral or become a meme around the world. Um, because if you can couch surf around the world or if you can get a free place to kind of crash and whatever, then what, the next stage is that's how do you get around that place? So this is the next level, I think, upon that. Um, in Northern Europe and in uh, Northern America, we do have an excess of bikes. We just mm -hmm. need to uh, use the sharing economy model more and distribute them, uh, have developed the system to distribute them more. So yes, so this is my first thing is, I love that we get coverage from CNN, from China News, from Brazil Ooh. TV. So because we wouldn't be able to have an influence in those places usually. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I'm, it, it gives me a bit of a buzz when that happens. Also, we've been invited to music festivals and okay. uh, maker fairs. So like, it seems like uh, different people take different things from the... Uh, from the project so in the music festival they were saying yeah you're a cool grassroots project cool we want you to represent yourself at this Lollapalooza for example and we're going cool how many tickets do we get <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we got a so that's good for the team building and then and then at a maker fair for example we uh oh you're we're building things we're building bikes from the scrap and stuff mm. like that so we can go there um and then to be recognized also Europe, they sent us to Strasbourg to present uh, in the Palace of Europe. So this recognition is kind of cool and mm -hmm. also allows the team to come together. Um, and they've been some of the highlights, but also the small things I think of, um, we try and repair bikes together. So we mm -hmm. try and develop, a. I think just the, the team, when the team comes together, it's really good. Um, because I can teach maybe some bicycle skills. We can have a chat. We can have a laugh. Uh, we can discuss maybe themes about bike surfing. Um, and that's, that's great. This uh, team feeling is good. Um, and then also when, as I said, maybe it's what I said before, uh, the biggest compliment we can get is also when people start a, a bike surf in some random other city yeah. and just ask us for help. Just go, uh, how exactly do you do this? Uh, can we use your platform? Um, and I go, yes, I can help you in any way. Here is the, this is what works in Berlin. You can use this idea. You cannot use this idea. Um, and uh, so we try and support without uh, other cities growing, without, um, uh, but uh, still allowing them to be very independent. That's really nice. And I, um, yeah, we had many projects in our podcast, uh, which started small, I think, and then came big as uh, your project. And it's so nice because I think uh, you can kind of easily, well, 
maybe not that easily but it's a project also what you said you can do in your own city if you like to if you have time if you uh, have some people around that are passionate also about this so i think it's really inspiring also to start some own initiative just the what you need and to start another city is one bicycle and you can do it alone it's good to do it with friends but you can do it alone mm -hmm. I just started with one bike and see if it works. And sometimes it might snow, it depends on the city. Sometimes it might snowball into like becoming a really big project, or sometimes it might only drift along with a few bikes. The idea, what I like to say is I'd rather have a hundred cities with one bike than Berlin, crazy Berlin with a mm. hundred bikes. Yeah. Uh, because the, then there's no sense of network. There's no sense. Oh, well, this will work elsewhere. People mm -hmm. always say, oh, it's so easy to do this in Berlin. It's still not. It's still a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the ideas do come from Berlin, but it's still a lot of people who are pushing like um, um, uh, social projects here. Um, and I, yeah, I, I encourage everybody, if they have a spare bike at home, to just contact us and to just go, hey, I've got a spare bike. It's... It's being used maybe for once. A lot of people say, "Oh, my bike is being used only as a guest, uh, as a as a guest bike, mm -hmm. just one week a year." And I go, "What about the other 51? <laughs> Um And that's where a project can kind of come yeah. in. Hey, just provide that for everybody to see, be visible, and maybe come in contact with that person for ten minutes. Uh, that was another highlight coming in contact with the people <laughs> because I get so many invites and so many kind of lovely yeah. warm praise when I meet people who are using the bikes. It's like, oh my God, this is an amazing project, blah, blah, blah. And that makes it easy to go. But yeah, so uh, to come in, uh, if you provide the bike, it can be like a 10 minute conversation, but you really kind of put a smile on that person's face for the whole week. That's amazing. I think that's a very nice closing word before we come mm -hmm. to our final question, which is, as always, what is your wish for a new Europe? Oh, my wish for a new mm -hmm. Europe is uh, one that is heavily focused on um, sharing economy. Um, I feel that this sharing economy model, we're doing over bikes, but you can do it with anything. Um, as I said, we have an excess of many things in Berlin, uh, and not just in Berlin, but in mm -hmm. Europe, um, and we just have to find how to share them. And the reason to do, the reason for me to say this is that we're in uh, like living in, in in a world where it's seem some uh, somewhat uh, inequitable. People don't have equal chances, but I think that the basic needs of people should be met. Um, without people having to struggle for money. And so one of the things that we can do is develop these systems so that everybody has access to Mazda's basic needs. So like somewhere to stay, sleep, food, adequate uh, a chance to get around. And when everybody has access to these things and has a sense and, and develops a community um, using these things instead of dividing uh, people apart, um, I think this would be a future I am aiming for. Um, because at the moment, I feel that Europe is maybe going down a very capitalist kind of mm -hmm. part. And I'm not anti-capitalist, but I'm very much post-capitalist. And a post-capitalist world where uh, people are not desperate 
to earn money in order to just basically try and survive uh, rather than a sense of community where people use the things to bring people together. For me, it's, it makes far more sense to, to have the second, to have uh, this, this idea where things bring people together. That makes more sense to me. And that's what's been uh, transformative in my, in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think with uh, your project and other bike surfers in other cities, uh, this wish will definitely come true at some time. Yeah, and it's if, a good I, way. And if it, and if bikes aren't your thing, start. You can use our code, or you, if you want, you can develop another booking system for another thing, whatever it is, skis, true, uh, but, uh, cameras. I I don't know, whatever. My thing is bikes, mm-hmm. but. There is yeah, other yeah. things that we have an access of that that people don't use all the time, but people mm-hmm. will want an access to. So it's this true. is this so so uh, developing a library of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, we don't have to wait for a government to do it. We can do that actually as citizens. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, there are some nice ideas now in my head. (laughs) (laughs) And I wish also uh, maybe in the heads of our dear listeners, uh, I do thank you for listening. And I do thank you, uh, Graham, for your time and having this very nice conversation and about this great project. I will definitely put uh, all the links in our show notes as usual, uh, the website of bikesurf.org and your social media. And I also uh, don't forget to check out the social media of the podcast, right? And then we will hear us in two weeks. Until then, bye-bye.